You're welcome along to 15 for 30 podcast on Balls on E with me, Mick McCarthy. 15 for 30, of course, is our series that we're running at the moment, picking the best GEA county teams of the last 30 years, the best 15s of the last 30 years. We're doing a different county each week. We've already done Donegal football. We've done Waterford hurling. And last week we did Mead football, um, which was great. We had lots of great debate, and I'll go through that team for you in a couple of minutes. This week, though, we're back to hurling, and we're doing Tipperary, the Tipperary 15 for 30. This is a really, really hard one. By far the most successful county we've come up um, so far within these 30 years. They've won five All-Irelands in the 30-year span between 1990 and 2019. They're the current All-Ireland champions. They also won the second year of eligibility here in 1991. So they're spanning a 29-year period of All-Ireland winning teams. There's lots in between as well. They've had uh, you know nine Munster championships. They've won with basically four different, four entirely different teams. So a huge amount of great herders to pick from. Over 70 All-Stars in that time. So there's amazing uh, choice and should be some amazing debate as we get in across the week here on Balls.e looking at the Tipperary team. Today, we're going to talk to someone who's definitely a live contender for a place in midfield in this team. That's Shane McGrath. He's a two-time All-Star. He's an All-Ireland winner in 2010. I'm sure he's not going to pick himself, but maybe you will And when you get on to vote. If you just go on to Balls.e, you can vote for your Tipperary 15 for 30 right now. Um, just search in the GEA section and you will see it there. Otherwise, you can email us at the gaffer at balls.ie or send us your team on any of our social channels. Looking forward to talking to Shane. We're going to do that in a couple of minutes. We're going to get his team. We're going to talk about the you know tip hurling over the last 30 years and the changes in the game in general. But first, I do want to get to uh, the Mead team from last week that was selected. This was a very interesting one. Um, you know, we had some. We had to do a little bit of moving around with the votes, as I kind of explained on the other shows how we do. We want the team that makes sense. We want players playing vaguely, at least in their positions. Um, but sometimes the votes will come, especially for the forwards, a lot more. And one player or two players in particular got a little bit screwed in the mid team with the public vote. But I'll go through the team for you anyway. Uh, in goal was Cormac Sullivan. It was the All Ireland winner in the in the in the nineties team, the All Ireland winning goalkeeper. Um, number two is one of the greats of the um, late eighties, early nineties teams under Sean Boyle is Robbie O'Malley. While then it's a, a all nineties rest of the full back line and Darren Fay, uh, three time All Star, and Mark O'Reilly in the other corner. Uh, the only current player on the team, Donald Kyogen, got loads of votes. Like really, like could play at any era. This guy, he's selected at a right wing half back um, alongside Liam Harnan. Uh, the, the 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 great centre half back of the early Sean Boyle era and Meads Millennium man Martin O'Connell, the only guy who, uh, who transcended the two teams, um, along with uh, Colin Coyle a little bit, but Martin O'Connell there in eighty seven, eighty eight, and also there in ninety six, um, and made of course the team of the Millennium. So he was always going to get in here. Midfield of John McDermott and Neem Hayes. Uh, John McDermott was a no-brainer. There was a lot of contenders from midfield between even the current era and Brian Menton or uh, the previous uh, eras all the way through. Uh, but it ended up going back all the way to Liam Hayes. Half-forward line was never really in doubt. What a, what a half-forward line this is. Listen to this. Trevor Giles, Tommy Dowd and Graham Garrity. Unbelievable. And then a full-forward line of Colm O'Rourke, Ollie Murphy and Bernard Flynn. This is where it gets a little bit controversial because... Um, People will know that Brian Stafford, the the middle of the O'Rourke and uh, Flynn uh, full forward line tandem, um, didn't make it. He had the 10th most votes of anybody 
so technically should be in the team. But there was, again, the team does need to make sense. Uh, Stephen Bray, uh, 2007 All-Star, one of the better modern Mead players, also had a lot of votes and was really unlucky. I think he may have had the 12th most votes of anybody, but doesn't make the team because it was too forward-based. The only thing we could have done on, in reflection was possibly move Graham Garrity back to uh, wing-back, possibly Donald Kogan back to the corner or to centre-back. Um, there was a lot of messing around for that. And it also is a little bit of a disservice to Garrity, who got so, so many votes, the vast majority of which were in the forward. So that's how we do things anyway. If you want to pick your team, it's better to obviously pick it as much as possible as a team that can line up. Um, but you'd have to feel sorry for, for uh, fans of Brian Stafford anyway um, when he doesn't get into the team despite having the 10th most votes. A lot of anger in Mead once we release a, that team, let me tell you. But there we go. That's the team as voted by you within the rules as we have it. Tipperary promises to be just as competitive, I'd imagine, and we'll get to Shane McGrath's team right now. Right, delighted to say we're joined by uh, Shane McGrath, All-Ireland winner of Tipperary, two-time All-Star himself, and live contender for this team. Shane, how are you getting on? Yeah, all good, Mike. All good here in Tip. Good. So Tipperary is uh, the focus of, uh, of, of Balls on E this week as we try and pick their 15 for 30. But it's not an easy task in Tip because you've got kind of like as, as wide a spectrum as you have over these 30 years in that they won the All-Ireland 29 years ago on the back of a team that had already won one a couple of years before. And then you have the current All-Ireland champions. You have the team in the middle, like, uh, you know, you've got uh, your own team who had such a great run as well in the, in the kind of 2009 to 2012 kind of era. And, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of like, maybe there was a couple left over from each one, like Declan Ryan was still there in 01 and Owen Kelly and, and Lark Corbett were still there in 10. And you had the kind of under 21 lads were still there in, in 16 and 19. Um, but, you know, in general, it's actually four great, very different teams that we're talking about. Yeah, it is, Mike. Like, I suppose you said tip, you had five All-Irelands there in that time, and maybe you could have had a couple or more, but like five isn't too bad. No. Um, <laughs> just, uh, I think the change in the hurling was unbelievable from 91 even to the tip team in 2001. And if you, as you said, you would have had Declan Ryan and Johnny Lally would have been two guys. Yeah who would have been there in 91 and, they, and still in 2001. But even how the game changed in that day, I suppose they were pushing on in years too, but just the speed of the game and everything, I think, I say Claire, Claire kind of changed that for me. They, they changed it in 1995, 96, 97, as regards to fitness and speed of hurling. And, you know, then the Offaly lads took the skill level to another level. And then Cork came in 99 with a team of a lot of lads that nobody really knew at the time. But mm. And they brought another team. So, I mean, there, there's, for me, there has been teams down through the years that have just brought it to the next step. Um, and like you know from the time that you, with the last 30 years or so the change in hurling is phenomenal like and yeah. if, if if me and you were talking in another 30 years time like how what I don't know what we'll be talking about how hurling has changed again because I'm sure in 1991 um, people said you know this, this is it now hurling is hurling is at its best and I'm sure they said in 2001 I'm sure they said it in 2010 like you know I mean yeah. Hall and Hurtick came into us after the 2010 finals and uh, that was that was his last hurling match I think he did as a commentator. Mm. And he said that was the greatest game of hurling he ever seen. So that like that was unbelievable to hear that from him. And like I even go back to the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen finals. It's another level. So I don't know. I don't know where hurling's <laughs> gonna go. I don't know. Like you know, yeah. can it get much faster? Absolutely, yeah. How how much faster could it get and how much how much more skillful can it get? But uh I suppose that's the, the, the key thing here is, is comparing eras then as well because it's, a, it's very hard to say that, you know, uh, compare Pat Fox with, uh, 
John McGrath, say, or something, or yeah. Bubbles now, or whatever. But at the same time, like for his era, it's how good you were at the time versus kind of what was around then. Like, you know what I mean? And that's sort of the that's the question people have to ask themselves when they're doing these themes. Yeah, it is, and I'm sure everybody asked is asked has seen the last dance, Michael, uh, as you have. Yeah. Like um, everybody asks the question, how would LeBron have fared back then, or how would Jordan fare now? And it's just not fair that like, you can't compare because it's different times, different eras. You know, the eighty cares of this world. People say, oh, how would they get on now? We don't know. Like, <laughs> how, how would he get on now? He's, he probably, he's, I think, he's in his seventies. Like, so he finds it hard. I'd say. So, but like, I mean, uh, it's just you can't compare. I mean, you have to judge someone on, on on their own time because you have to think about everything that goes with their own time as regards. Let's take, you know, let's take, you know, let's take the Jordans from of the world. Like, you know, I mean, in in his time, that like he was probably getting the best S and C advice, the best, you know, you know, sports science side of things that was available to him now. And you fast forward and and, and like the LeBron James of the world and the Kobe's and all these, they they had another level of it. Mm. So would Jordan have been even better? You know, would yeah. would you know would LeBron and all these? So so I, look, I I think it's it's to, to go about it. I mean, you can't compare. Had Fox in his in his pump to Shamie Cannon because no. just they were just brilliant in their own time and let's just I think we just need to judge sports people on how good they were in their own time. Exactly, I'd completely agree with that as well. And I'd say hurling another thing as outside of sports science and fitness is the the equipment and the hurlies and stuff like that and how different they were. It's almost hard to watch sometimes when you go back to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, how did they swing them things at all? Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Myself and yourself, I think we're the same age or close to it anyway, right? So I'd imagine that your memory of ninety one and that team is more watching videos growing up or kind of remembering the excitement that would have been around, but not that much to hurl But Would I be right in saying that the kind of 0-1 team and that team that came through under Nicky, a very young and kind of exciting team, was the, the team that you were really looking up to as a young hurler and that was the kind of first real, or maybe even 97, the team that got to the final? Yeah, I, I suppose like 91, um, the most of final 91 was my first ever tip match. And I, yeah. I, remember, I remember that, right? I was, I was seven years of age. And like that was that was magic, you know, with everyone tearing onto the pitch, and uh, there's that just this last and <laughs> this last image of uh, a guy uh, forcing a wheelchair overtook one of the tip players coming out past the yard <laughs> line near the end of the game. It's you ever get to watch it back on really in the years, right? It's brilliant. I haven't seen that, yeah. Crazy tough, but um, yeah. So I did '97. What I would remember more, I was at the match in '97, and just I always say, Andy Daly, just have this. Um, memory of leaving Crow Park and hearing my lovely Rosa Clare being belted out over speakers and next a few years later I, I found myself in going to school in Flannins and Clare and yeah. I was actually we were, I was in school in Flannins and Clare when we were when uh, in 2001 and uh, after Tip won the Ireland and uh, we were told nice you know to bring in the Tipperary flags in front of St. Flannins <laughs> College in Ennis and Clare so uh, but you know it's, it was you know the 2001 team would have been uh, would have been, I suppose I was 16, 17 at the time, would have looked at them, you know, looked at them to say, you know, that's, you know, you remember, you remember all the games distinctly well, you know, you remember even the semi-final against Wexford with the draw and the replay and, you know, but the one guy that kind of stood out for me, I suppose, similar position, similar kind of build, same build, and to this day is, it would be Tommy Dunlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tommy, the way he played, I think any, any Tipperary team that's ever picked, any greatest ever Tipperary team that's ever picked, Whoever doesn't pick Tommy Dunn doesn't know about Harlan. Like, so that's mm. you know, I, I would still hold him in huge regard, and I think as a coach, he's he has taken the team to another level. Like you know, and his involvement last year, while he won't always be in 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 the in the limelight, Tommy's hurling knowledge is unbelievable. Sure, he, he I know 
you know, he's, he's done some fantastic analysis work there over the last few years, being with Dublin. He was with us in, in 11 and 12, and I just, I just hold him in huge regard. I, I just think he's, he's one of Tip's greatest hurlers. I think he's one of, one of the sport's greatest ever and players as well. Like. Yeah, absolutely. And probably didn't have the, the success that his probably overall career um, well, probably deserved. Like, as someone that was just like, someone that I always thought before everybody could do it, he was someone that could hit a free over from 100 yards and barely look like he was swinging anything but his wrists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just one of those players. But uh, Tommy Dunn, I think he was hurt earlier in 2001, obviously. I think he was a three-time All-Star. He's going to be more than likely in this team, um, probably in, 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 in midfield in your own position. Um, and it looks like that from the early vote. But we may as well get into it again. We're talking about kind of like, again, maybe four different eras, five different All-Ireland winning teams, nine different Munster championships. Um, and like, really, really successful over the kind of, uh, you know, even for a, t- a county as successful as Tip, this has been a very, very good 30 years. So it's going to be hard to pick. You've had a go with it, but I suppose a, a proviso, if you left anyone out, <laughs> it's only a bit of crack. We're not, we're yeah, not there's exactly. nothing, yeah. nothing too serious yeah. with this, but people will want to have a listen before they pick their own team to see what, what, a, what a player who, who played a lot, with an awful lot of these players uh, will have to say. Yeah, and as I said, Mike, if anybody's worried about not making a team that I'm picking, they don't, they don't have too many worries in life if that's one of their worries. That's all I'd say. So as you said, it's, it's a bit of crack. And you know what? It's great that we're able to, you're, you're able to debate over maybe four or five, six guys for each position. And it'll just tell you the quality of player. We've been, we've been very, very lucky to see wearing blue and gold jerseys over the last 30 years now. That's it for sure, for sure. Um, well, look, we'll go, we'll go line by line, but I think the goalkeeper conversation, despite the fact that Darren Gleeson and Brian Hogan both have all-stars, um, mm. the fact that you've got three all-stars, um, three different all-star goalkeepers, but I suppose one man has five of them, um, yeah. you know, of the seven that were awarded. And I suppose there's, there's I wouldn't say if we're doing a, an All-Ireland uh, 15 for 30, they're probably, you know, Brendan Cummins is definitely is, is going to get in, never mind just tip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brendan... On my team, Brendan's in goals, and he was there. He started at he started ninety five, finished up twenty thirteen. So that just tell you the longevity of his career, yeah. you know. And there was a lot of guys biting at his heels there in that time as well. But I suppose one guy I, I was very very close to picking as well would be Darren Gleeson. And mm. I think Brendan would admit himself that he's in his latter stage of his career. The reason he, you know, he took he took his game to another level, I suppose, you know. And the reason was that because he knew if he didn't, Darren Gleeson was going to be goals. And I'm sure there was often a night that was debated, are we going to play Darren or Brendan? And they were just, you know, they, they just made each other better. And then when Darren got his chance in, in 14, I suppose we all seen how good he was. And, you know, the phenomenal exhibitions of puck outs and everything he gave. But, you know, just Brendan's career speaks for itself. Five All-Stars, two All-Irelands. He made 73 appearances for Tip. He's the highest ever for Tip. The highest ever in the GA, I think, Bar. Bar Brick overtook him um, uh, last year. I, I mm. could, be, could be wrong in that. And you know, he also has nine puck fodder titles, like which is, yeah. you know, a phenomenal achievement. Like you know, I mean, just tell you that. I suppose the it's the discipline of the guy. Like I mean, the training, the what, what he put himself through. He had some bad injuries, and very very few people know about those injuries because Brick no. would have never liked to get out there that he maybe wasn't hundred percent. And to be honest, we didn't even know sometimes, but he just. He was just always phenomenal. Like, and I remember the first time getting to talk out with him, and I suppose I heard I heard about him wearing maybe two or three jerseys. Yeah. And he's a massive Man United fan, and I'm a big Man United fan myself. And just seeing him with the long sleeve Man United jersey, and it could be could be 25, 26 degrees down in Parky Creek. But he just said that he just he just wore them because uh, when he I suppose when he got nervous, you get it, you get a little, the body gets a little bit colder, and I suppose we're out the field, we're turning around the place. But he is standing up in there like, and 
you know, sometimes you look around, you'd see him just running over and back or running in and out to the 14 or, you know, just being, being just talking to the lads all the time. But, uh, yeah, for me, Brendan, Brendan is in the goal. Like, yeah. I was actually going to ask you about the jerseys and was it a myth or not? And then I was thinking to myself, he's playing in the middle of summer, was he not roasted? So it's funny that you bring that up. It's uh, the United 93 jersey, the one with the laces, was that the one that everyone said? He, he, he had a few, like, yeah, he had a few... <laughs> A few, he had a few sharp view cam beauties there. And, uh, <laughs> he had one of the blue and white ones as well, I think. Yeah, but uh, he he predominantly wore a long sleeve goalies jersey as well. So that was yeah. that was just he think that's what he was most comfortable in, and I have to say it worked for him. Like you know, seventy three appearances, scored a pint as well in championship. I think you see that pint he got in the twenty ten final. I think was uh, the, I think it was his only pint he might have got. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I, I think he 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 hit that ball that day like. Uh, and that was when the O'Neill's ball now like was uh, <laughs> it could it could have easily cracked the hurley in two like but uh, yeah I think he he's one point as well so that's that, that's a nice thing to be able to say. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, let's go to the full back line then, which I think would probably be a little bit more. I think you could probably pick six or seven. There's there's all stars yeah. from all the eras really across mm. the full back line if you take it from like um, Noel Shee and 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 Delaney I think in '91 all the way up to to Ronan Mar last year. You know, like there, and Carl Barrett. There's um, there's all-stars basically throughout the 30 years. Um, so this is not an easy line to pick, I think. Um, what did, what did no. you go for? Uh, I was a little bit a little bit biased here, maybe. I know I, I, I picked three guys that I hurled with, and I'm trying to justify them. So uh, if I give, you the, I give you the three guys first, Mike, then we can yeah. talk about maybe who's very close. So uh, number two for me is Cahill Barrett. Um, Cahill came in in 2014. Confidence is something he doesn't lack, but you know what? I, I love guys with confidence because when they back it up on the pitch, and Cahill did that from day dot and he came in. He's only 27, like he's, he's got two All Ireland's, got two All Stars, he's a young hurler of the year. I think this guy will go down, you know, avoiding injury and all this. I think he'll go down as one of the great cornerbacks, like, you know, as in yeah. the, you know, the kind of Michael Cavanaugh's of this world and stuff like that, and um, Jackie's, and, and um, you know, even. Um, the Wayne Sherlock, these kind of guys. Carl Barrett will will I think will be mentioned in the same breath as those guys years come. I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. He trains phenomenally hard as well. He like you know while he is a confident guy, he he the work he puts in is it's unbelievable. So Carl would be number two for me, and number three for me would be um one home man Paul Kern. Again, this one was is a very very hard one to call because of likes of Philip Maher, James Barry, Noel Sheehy. Conor O'Donovan, like Tip have had some phenomenal fullbacks and even Ronan last year. But I, for me, Ronan's best place would be a little bit further out the field. But I picked Paul Curran, I just thought, again, consistency. Um, you know, would never have been a guy that would want the limelight or anything like that, but just did his job and did his job very, very well. And was always an 8 or 9 or a 10 out of 10 throws on, on the days when it mattered most and would have had some phenomenal battles with some of the best full forwards that, that we've seen in the game. And Paul usually came out you know, fairly well out of those battles. So Paul would be number three for me. Um, and yeah, a guy that he would have huge respect as well from any hurling people. And the other guy is uh, is, is Mickey Cahill. Um, I, I I just thought, thought Mickey, when, 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 when Mickey was on, I don't think there was anyone to touch him. Um, he's, like, he's just so raw. Like he's not his biggest, biggest guy to look at, but he's, he's all there, physically all there. You know, he, he just did his job as well, really well. He was so tenacious, so tight. Um, and again like you know it came up against some of the greats in the game and always did very well in it you know he's got two all two all Ireland's I, I think if he had a vital injury got bad, yeah. bad injury there with the hips and everything and seems to be a kind of a cornerback syndrome from twisting and turning after a corner forward or something 
it genuinely seems to be, you know. But uh, yeah, Mickey absolutely. Cahill, Mickey Cahill would be number four. Few, few, few omissions. A guy who, who, who I had huge respect for, and I still have huge respect for, Paddy Stapleton. Again, I just, I, I, you know, there's a guy that for me could have won a lot of more personal accolades, accolades in his life as regards All Star awards and stuff like that. Um, pound for pound, probably the toughest guy we had on the panel there for a few years. And nobody liked Mark and Paddy Saint, and you never got anything easy off him. And again, a real leader on the pitch, and did it when it mattered most. So he, he'd be another guy that. You know, was very very close to making it. Like. Yeah, people will have seen him in the the club championship as well uh, um, earlier on in the year or last year, I suppose. But you know, when you see a guy kind of like that, that you just have a, you know, he hasn't been on tip team in a few years, and then you start watching them and they're dominating yeah. at that level as well. It kind of just shows you the class that they have. Where sometimes you know you're in the corner just doing your job on the county field, you don't actually get to so, sometimes show what kind of a class of a hurler you are. You know. No, you don't. Like, and, like most of the lads would say, the cornerbacks don't, don't. They don't want the ball off the goal. They're looking out towards the sideline or yeah. have their back. Like they just don't want to look at him because they don't want it. But the like, like the, the likes of Barrett and Mickey Cattle and Dinbys, they, they would, they would be looking for the ball. Especially Barrett. Barrett loves being on the ball. Like he loves yeah. trying to get up the field and even get the score. We even saying about that. He's usually wide, but uh, you know, he's uh, you know, these, these guys are all they were all comfortable on the ball and did their job normally well back there. Yeah. We've the same team so far, believe it or not. So maybe it's not as contentious as I thought it was, but uh, or, or else, uh, oh, geez, I don't know. Maybe maybe I can I can see it better than I thought it. But uh, the half back line then. Um, yeah. I think, so I think, yeah, as you said, Mike, there's there's, uh, there's so many guys that that you uh, that aren't in here like that that would be in most teams. Like, but the guys that are in it, I think, are pretty good. Uh, so number five for me, he's he's Mr. Versatile. Uh, can do anything. Uh, I think. He's he's uh, they call him the king in Boris because he's just brilliant at everything, <laughs> music, Irish dancing, anything. So so Brendan Brendan Maher is number five for me. Um, yeah. I I was I was lucky to play midfield with him, but as as regards, I think he's phenomenal. Number five. Um, honorable mentions there have to go to Aim and Cochrane, Ditchin, uh, Again, these guys would be in most teams, but I just think what you say the Brendan three all Ireland three all star young hurler of the year. Probably was maybe young hurler and hurler here the year he got young hurler. So yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. His performance in the the twenty ten All Ireland final. I remember being at that match that day, and I remember the kind of story that night was about um, Paddy's performance, and rightly so. Like you know, but I, you know, when you go home, you know, when you see a different game sometimes at the match than what's been reported yeah. on the telly. And I remember just like saying to the person I was at the match with, like just like. I remember just thinking, like, this guy is so, so good. Like, and he's never, he's always been so consistent all the way through his career. But I think last year was such a big year for, obviously, the, the achievements he's had across the board was unbelievable between, between Tip and Burris. But to come back from the kind of the injury he had, you know, after so much hurling under his belt, even if he's not, if not the age, he still has played a lot of, a lot of games. And to come back arguably better than ever and such a leader on the pitch as well like you know it was uh it was it was nice to almost see a, a player like Brendan Mark kind of getting all those accolades because of you know he's deserved them for his whole career if you know what I mean but he kind of got them last year oh yeah and I tell you like he's 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 held in huge regard by by hurling people sports people everywhere yeah. like, you know every, everything you put his hands at Brendan is just he's brilliant and he's just one of those guys that were kind of nearly sick in you like to be honest because <laughs> you know Brendan Brendan could Brendan could take up badminton tomorrow and maybe in three or four months time he'd probably be all Ireland champion like that's just the kind of guy he is he's just a phenomenally talented guy but I looked you know what a genuine nice guy yeah I was lucky, lucky enough to live with him for a while in Limerick while we were both teaching and you know just just a real tough guy like you know just all-rounder Brendan so uh, number six then 
I went with Conor Mahoney. Uh, anyone who knows me, I suppose, and Conor were very good friends. But I suppose the reason I went with him and, uh, you know, there was, there, was a, there was a similar team like this picked in uh, one of the newspapers in Tipperary, there is the Garrison. And Conor, Conor came up by number six as well. And I was delighted to see it because, again, someone who never really wanted any of the, wouldn't have wanted any of the limelight or anything like that, but did his job so well. And I remember Sheedy saying, you know, he would always pick Conor Mahoney, you know, for the big day, even if he wasn't hundred percent, because you know he'd 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 get everything he he could out of him. Like and and Mahoney was just he was phenomenal for us on the big days, and, and you know he had two all stars as well as centre back. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I mean, he 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 was just so consistent for us. Um, honourable mentions there again: great Bobby Ryan from Boris. You have David Kendi from Lockmore. And I think if we were picking this team in ten years' time, Michael uh, Ronan Matter would hardly be there because he's only twenty-four. Mm. Two all stars. Ronan is the real deal. Ronan, Ronan's he's just he's just effortless strike of the ball. His his physical strength, his, his way he commands that number six. He he's he's just he has it all. He's the real deal. You know, I just at the moment I just I I'd give it Connor just maybe ahead of Ronan, but I think Ronan is going to be number six in the teams in the years to come and go over it into number seven. And so who else could you have? Like, oh yeah, going. yeah. You only just, only only won the small the, the small lad from Torless party. Um, <laughs> just the six all stars for him. Yeah, yeah, three all and six all stars. I mean, there's look, he'll 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 go down as one of the greats of the game as well. And um, you know, he's you're talking the likes of Colin Bonner would also be an honourable mention there. Seamus Kennedy, even John Carroll from Ross Gray. John Carroll, like this is some of his best hurling. A lot of people remember him in the forward, but John did yeah. some of his best hurling in the half back line. You know, so um, like party party's there. Right? We don't even need to talk about Paulie to be honest. Paulie for himself, and he's just he's just one of the all-time greats. But again, you would not believe like the worst ethic this guy has. Yeah. How he might himself off the field. You know, I mean, a treat for Paulie might be putting butter on some brown bread. You know, that, that that could be it. Like, and he's just he's the ultimate professional, and he's just a legend, a, a legend in that area of the field, really. Yeah, absolutely. Can't argue with that. Uh, we do still have the same team, Shane. I'm getting worried now. I have to say that. Okay. <laughs> I think right. Connor as well. Actually, Joe, you know I had I had Robbie Ryan scribbled out, and then I have uh, C O M Ronan, and then Ronan scribbled out. So that that's just uh, just for uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, uh, uh, look, we're either we're either both totally wrong or both. <laughs> I won't say any more though. I won't say any more. We get to midfield now, the position you know quite midfield, well. Yeah. I presume you're not going to pick yourself, but that's not to say. Um, you've got plenty of votes so far, and rightly so, and you're two-time all-star yourself, and you won't want to talk about that, I know, but there's, uh, you're definitely one of the, I would say, if there's four contenders for this spot, let's not pretend you're not one of them either, but I presume you'd want to talk about two other players. Yeah, well, fair play to the grandmother and the uncle and all the other <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, look, um, the first guy you mentioned already, Tommy Dunn, yeah. and Tommy Dunn is great midfielder, maybe one of the greatest midfielders in the game, and I was delighted to see he made the at Sunday game team there recently and rightly so with Big Tenley. Um Tommy is unbelievable. Um just what he did, his his ability just to f- just basically flick a ball over the bar from sixty five and that just goes down to pure natural talent. I don't think you can te- I don't think you can teach a child to do what Tommy did then Tommy Dunn did in the two thousand and one final, the first point he scored out by the sideline. Um, it's a very, very particular point in the game, but it's something that stands out for me. And you're talking about maybe 2001 was a time when, you know, we didn't see the big boss hurlies like we see now. And Tommy would have still, and to this day, even I'd say poking around, would have a relatively small uh, boss on his hurley. So it'll just tell you his natural ability was, it was unbelievable. A, a leader amongst men, really, in 2001, and, and for his club as well, his, his 10 county titles with Tony Barra. Mm. Um, 
you know, from 93 to 05. And, and Tommy was a kind of a player, I think, Mike, that would do very well in the modern game because of his physique and the way he moved and the way he thought. And like he was, he was starting off in 93, 94 when hurling was different, you know, more about physicality and maybe not much more, maybe not more about um, the tactical side of things. And Tommy has come in now and he's tactically he's so aware. So Tommy done, you know, one of one of the all time greats is number eight, and there can be no one else. So I I I I, I would I would uh, I'll fight that argument to the day I die. And yeah. the guy beside the guy beside him is he's a name my second namesake, but Noel. Mm. Um, I think Noel, I think Noel has transformed himself there since he's midfield. He you know he would have played midfield or even back half back when he was younger, you know, and centre back underage. He was phenomenal, and it's all just because of his vision. Like, and yeah. um, look at the ball he gave it to Shamey this year against Leash for that goal. I, I, I honestly only think Noel could have given that pass yeah. because of just the weight on the ball. No shame. Noel McGrath, uh, he, he, his versatility kills him. And then I think he, he probably started in maybe three or four different positions in the other the finals, in car forward, centre forward, half forward, and then midfield last year and get man of the match. But look, he's Tommy and Noel. I mean, there's two midfield that uh, I, think, I think most counties would be very, very happy with. And there's a couple of honourable mentions there as well. Aidy Enright, he had some great, great innings as well. Aidan Ryan, um, Colum, like um, Declan Carter as well. You know, they're all legends of the game. There's another guy called Noel Morris. He's actually from Noel's club. Uh, I think this guy was going to be one of the greats too, but he he just got terrible injuries so close to each other. I think in his first couple of championship matches, he was he was he was man of the match. Yeah. And uh, I think he did, like you know he he maybe a lot of people outside tip wouldn't know him, Mike, but he he's a guy that could have gone on to great things like many other companies. But injury unfortunately curtailed his uh, his career. Like yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and even even. Um... Your own midfield partner in in '09, James Woodlock, had had that bad injury at the wrong time ah, in yeah. his career as well. Like, yeah, and it can. I know he did come back from it, thankfully. Um, it's funny that I will go on to the forwards now in a second, and and I think almost taking Norma Grant in midfield is something that I did as well. Again, we're still we're, <laughs> we're nine for nine here, but uh, it, it you know how good he was in midfield last year, but also because there's probably like you you need to make room for for six forwards here, and but McGrath's like. He's someone that's always just, I don't know if he's a real hurler's hurler, but there's two memories I have from very, I've sitting in similar seats in Crow Park, they're just weirdly as a neutral both times, but one of them was an All-Ireland semi-final, was it 2011? I'm not sure, but when he just like, Rick Walsh, one of the great hurlers of all time, and I think he got six points from play off him, and at centre forward, and just had one of those mm-hmm. brilliant games, and he'd been playing corner forward in the earlier years for a tip, and you're like, oh, geez, this guy's reinvent- this guy's a centre forward. He's he's what a centre forward should be in the modern game, and and then he goes and comes back, and he's he's playing wing forward, and now now he reinvents midfield again this year. He's just he seems to be like a bit of a hurling genius that he can go and kind of tell us this is what we need in this position, and it can be anywhere in the field. Like it's an unbelievable thing, you know. Yeah, he's a hurling genius. Like you yeah. said it there. Like I mean, this like. Noel McGrath was winning, was helping a big part of Lockmore winning a Munster club title. He was yeah. 15. Unbelievable. He was 15. Like, you're not allowed to play under 20 now. 15. Yeah, I know. He was winning. I know. This, this, guy, this guy was one of the main guys at 15 for Lockmore at senior club level. And yeah. that will just tell you, like, the very, very few 15-year-olds are doing that. Are, yeah. You know, they're not allowed anymore. So that will tell you it's probably right. Like, they're not allowed. But Noel McGrath is a hurling genius. Yeah. No one McGrath, no, no you don't you don't put the GPS tracker on McGrath. Just yeah. don't go near the GPS tracker. Just watch him. Just watch look at his stats after the game. Don't mind how much ground he covered. Watch how how much assists he gets, how much ball to hand. He is the right place at the right time. No McGrath has something, Michael, that as much you know, and I'm trying to be a coach these days, so as much as you try, you can't teach. 
yeah, he just he, he, he just knows has what that position to be in and different and where to hit the ball. Yeah, and the other memory of him, uh, just just briefly for for listeners, I think it, it goes to show the respect that that someone like him has. That in the in it was the 2015 um, Galway Tip semi final, which is one of the best matches I've ever been at as a, as a as a neutral. Was that your last game for Tip? Maybe I think. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and um, he you know, was brought on. He'd obviously had the, the, the break with the cancer and, you know, it was one of the most highly charged games. There was a fight down in front of me and everything. You know, one of those games that just goes a bit mad yeah. in, in, in Crow Park and everything just stopped and the whole place stood and it was, I genuinely, yeah. I, I swear to God, as someone that I don't think I've ever even met Norma Grant, it was just genuinely emotional and it was just one of those things yeah. that that just shows you how kind of people will come together with respect despite all the bullshit that goes around at the match sometimes, you know. Um, yeah. Forward line then, this is, um, this I don't is know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have one that'll be different here at some stage. Yeah. But, uh, I tell you, look, I tell you, I tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you how hard this was, right? Yeah. I was hurt of the year and I couldn't find a place for forwards. Yeah. I so, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I'll, I'll give you my, my half forward nine and yeah. I'll try and justify it and I'll give you a few honorable mentions. So, number 10 for me is the mean arrow man, Michael Cleary. Yeah. Um, four all stars. In a row. He, he played, <laughs> yeah. He played between 88 and 97. And again, like Tommy Dunn, I think Michael Cleary would do okay nowadays as well because his skill levels. Like Michael yeah. Cleary was. Like clearly be a guy that was taking sidelines and putting them over the bar for maybe 60 yards when no one else was dreaming of doing it, like kind of thing. And he only, like, I think he only had 26 championship appearances. I was trying to read up on him. Like, you know, I suppose it was straight knockout in that time, in yeah. 88, and for a lot of his career when he started. And so, like, there's a guy that could have amassed so much, so many more appearances, maybe so much more success. But again, four all stars, two all Ireland's not too bad. And, you know, I, I would think is. I think one of Tip's greatest ever hurdles as well. Yeah. Um, number eleven, number eleven for me, a little bit out of position, but I had to have him in the team. Is, is Larry? Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought Larry, you know, again, you know, he he just he just did things that none of the rest of us would even dream about doing, like you know, being in train or at matches or anything like that. And just the speed he had, the vision he had. I never ever seen him rise the ball with two hands ever once because yeah. it just wouldn't be Larry. Like he just he's at full tilt, he rises. If Larry gets it in his hand, he's gone. He did it for SARS, you know, I, I think he's eight county fighters at SARS. Um, so Larry, Larry for me is, is at number 11, maybe a little bit out of position, but I just I feel he had to be in it. Yeah. And then the other wing forward for me was Johnny Lahey. Uh, yeah. I suppose he, he, he stayed the test of time between 89, 91 and 01. Um, three All-Stars, three All-Irelands. He, he just had that, uh, had that effect on the crowd too. I mean, we were down Parky Cueve, you know, and if Lahey was warming up, He'd, come, he'd make sure he'd come down towards the terrace oh. to make sure people saw him warming up and then that would give everyone a lift, you know, and it'd be a huge roar and, yeah. you know, kind of a scream, kind of scream if you love John Lahey was a thing that used to yeah. go around yeah. there for a while. But look, um, it's Michael Cleary, Larry Carver, Johnny Lahey, so many guys. I suppose Declan Ryan is one guy that's, that's, that's not in there. It's three All-Irelands, two All-Stars. Phenomenal guy, like, you know, and again, stayed the test of time through three different decades. Um, Bonner, yeah. the Bonner Maher again, again, you know, if we were picking this maybe ten years time, the Bonner could be in there. Gerard Ryan, um, just again worked really hard, didn't didn't want the limelight, but did so much good things for the team. Dan McCormick for the last few years has been a, a major part of Tip's success because of his work rate. And yeah. um, John O'Brien from Toome, like John O is a guy I I feel that deserved way more personal accolades as well as regards all stars, but just was. He was hurling so well, but there was, you know, we were coming up against the time against the greatest hurling team ever in regards to Kenny, and you had the own Larkins and Shefflins of this world, and 
Bridgie Power who were kind of similar positions and you know but I think any other time John would have he'd, he'd have two three four all stars as well so John O'Brien is another guy for me who's a phenomenal servant to tip like yeah absolutely uh, like just going back to Lahey briefly I have to say as a as a Clare supporter who went to all those games and we would go up against tip all the time and all you always know like it's like as you said there's a there's a fan favorite that has the opposite effect of the other fans. And so you hate to see him. You go like, yeah. you know, this bollocks again. You know, but you, it wouldn't be anything outside of the match. But that's how you always know that someone is such a kind of a legend as well as that. Like, you know, there's the sort of automatic sort of hatred is the wrong word. You know what I mean? In a sporting yeah, sense. Yeah, but no, uh, it, there is that sort of the, the, whole, the whole crowd either loves him or hate him, depending on what colors you're wearing. And, and yeah, that, yeah. I'd say go for any county, you know? Yeah, that's it. And um, look, you had, you had it yourself with your man in between the sticks, you know? I mean, yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Davy with that character and he, he, he got the best out of his team and he always got the best out of the people he's playing against so look, look you have to love characters like that in the game they're just they're brilliant yeah we've gone slightly off with one change in, in the thing I, I, I haven't I have um, Lark Orbit but I have him in the full forward line so I'd be interested to see how we go here oh um, my god who I would put, you leave out in the full forward line I put Declan Ryan at centre <laughs> forward and I, let's talk about it for, let, I want to get your team which is a lot more important than mine uh, we can talk about it then but um who did you go for, for 13, 14, 15 there? This is impossible. As I said, look, I think, this is so hard. I, I think Tip have had some of the greats. Like, um, yeah. I'll tell you who I have, so, right? And I don't think you can not justify it, but then you wonder why were the other guys in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. wrong picks, I suppose. So, thing, yeah. This guy, okay, uh, I, for, for me, um, I, I, I will be able to tell my grandkids, please God, if I ever have grandkids, then I got to play with Owen Kelly. Yeah. So I think he's on every, uh, every greatest hurling team ever, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know if, well. if they pick, when they pick, when they pick a new team in the millennium, I think this guy will have to feature. Exactly. And bias yeah. there. But look, six All-Stars, two All-Irelands. Um, six All-Stars like, and two All-Irelands, and probably half his career semi-crippled with a with a back and everything like that that he was still able to play yeah. through and still be all-star during and everything like that yeah i tell you like mike you you know yourself there right you you, you see how you see how the all-stars are picked and you see how hard it is to get one owen kelly was winning all-stars when we were winning that yeah and that's that's been you know that's been no disrespect to any of the guys who's playing with like i i, I was on and um, a couple of the teams for for a couple of years that we weren't winning anything but owen was still winning all-stars and that's yeah. a good one Owen Kelly was and still is like even last year captained his club to the South title Mullinahone gave an exhibition in the final like you know so form is temporary and classes forever and yeah. that's what Owen Kelly is for me a legend and so uh, yeah he's known as the son of God in Wikipedia <laughs> so uh, uh, number 14 um, is for me is Shaney uh, yeah. I think I think Shaney will be mentioned has to be mentioned in the same breath as the Owens the Nickies the Pat Foxes of this world and uh, you know, all the other guys I've mentioned there. Shane McCallum is up there now. Uh, he's achieved it. He's won three All-Irelands. He has four All-Stars. He's Hurler of the Year. He was nominated he sh- four times for Hurler yeah. of the Year. I mean, should have been twice at least, yeah. Should have been, yeah, should have been. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I was lucky enough to be in drag in his home club there when he brought home the cup. And I think he would, he'd give it all up for for that night he had last year. Ah, get yeah. to bring, get to bring the, the, the cup into... You know, a relatively small place from an inch, and that was that was a very very special night. And I suppose I'd be very good friends with Jamie, and I was delighted for him. Of course, level he took a lot of slack uh, early on in his career, and you know, off a lot it, of people yeah. didn't know a lot about Ireland to be honest. And yeah. uh, I was just I was delighted for him, delighted for all his family as well, because uh, you know it's it's not easy. It's not easy being the stand and hear someone talk ill about your 
about your son or your brother. And, mm. um, you know, I think Shami has answered all his critics and he'll go down as one of, as one of Tip's greatest. Yeah. And in the other corner, then, well, if Kelly is the son of God, this man is known as God. So Nikki, Nikki English is the other corner for me. Um, six all-stars, her year in 89. You know, and I was chatting recently with someone who, who knows about, who know the hurling, I would value their opinion. And he said, we, we, we maybe didn't see the best of Nicky. That, you know, towards, when, when he was winning his couple of All-Irons in 91, but that Nicky in, in the kind of early, to, early towards late 80s was just different class as well. And, you know, that he won his All-Irons maybe coming towards the end of his career, but was yeah. still good. But in some said he was, he was actually probably even better, maybe in 86, 87, 88. Yeah, I think I think if he was, you know, he was phenomenal. Again, a lot a lot of my memories, Nicky, are, are video footage of watching mm. over and over about him, hearing stories about him, looking up to see him play towards towards the latter end of his career, you know, and uh, just phenomenal guy. Five given titles as well, which is just yeah. some achievement. You know, it's funny you say that the, uh, you know, the six all stars like whatever how Owen Kelly was winning it with like a you know a couple of tip teams that mightn't have been up to scratch. Nicky won the majority of his, but they might have only played one or two matches. You know what yeah. I mean? You get knocked out maybe in the Munster semi-final or something like that back when it was straight knockout and he was still kind of picking up all-stars all the way through the 80s, yeah. like, you know? Um, yeah. There's a, good, there's a funny story, Michael, quickly. There's a guy called Pat Malachny. He's two all-stars. And I don't think he ever won a championship match. <laughs> I, stand, I stand to be corrected on that. He's from Tipperary. He's from a place called Shannon Rogers. Yeah. You know, he must get some performance. Yeah, absolutely. You can only imagine. I suppose it was weighted. It was it was weighted a lot. It was weighted on the national league back then. I suppose as well. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, whereas nowadays, you know, let's be realistic. If you're not, if you're not getting this any kind of fine, you're you're very you're, you find it very hard to get an offer. I would argue that you've picked the best tip full forward line available of players who played since 1990. But my, I've left Nicky out here, and my reason is because. He played from yeah. 1990 to 96, so it wasn't as if he wasn't a, a player in that time. But if you're just judging from that time, I wonder how did Lark Orbit, obviously we had to get him in, but did he have more of an impact or did Declan Ryan, who I'm putting centre forward, again, just only from 1990 yeah. on, not counting Nicky as a, as a player yeah, in, yeah. in general. you know. But it's the hardest thing ever to pick a team without Nicky English. No, like, it is. I, it, I'm looking it, at the vote so far and he's going to get in and people will say the same thing as you. He is God and he is, he's done so much yeah. for the profile of Tipperary Hurl and everything yeah. else. you know. But look, it, it, listen, no matter who you pick here, I think if you get 10 different people, a pen and paper, they'd, you'd, you'd probably maybe, you know, Owen, Owen would probably be there, thereabouts yeah. in, in probably nine or 10 of them. And it, it's up for debate. Then. I mean, like, like Pat Fox, what are like, Three odds yeah. in hundred years as well. Great, some some serious talent. Um, bubbles like I mean, exactly, bubbles, yeah. Bubbles is probably one of the most gifted um, hurlers I've ever seen. Like you know, he's just he's different talent. He's different class. Like Brendan, he could take up anything and be unreal with it. I think I think John McGrath is going to is going to be one of the greatest hurlers as well. Yeah. Um, there's loads of like I think I think Jason Ford is is developing himself into kind of a real you know cult hero status as well. The way the way he the way he's carrying himself there the last few years as well. So look. I, I I think we we all have our teams. We all have debate, and I think you know what, that's that's the great thing about picking these things is is, is creating a bit of debate uh, over them anyway, Michael. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, and it's brilliant. That's been it's been great getting your team. And look, I can't really argue with any of it. We fourteen to the fifteen. It's the same, which I don't think I've had now with any of the rest that we've done. But um, that's it, it's um, it's some collection of players. It's been uh, you know. 
Tip fans are lucky to have uh, to have been across all these, especially people of a certain age that have been around for all of it, because that's some collection of players. Can I ask you quick, just one thing about Callan and just occurred to you when you're talking about you would have played against them, God, you know, so many times at club level. You played with them for a long, long time, and but you also would have played against, you know, a, the great Kilkenny teams and Joe Canning and stuff like that. Obviously, not directly marking, but coming up against them and stuff like that. Is Callan the most unplayable? forward that we've ever seen in your opinion like I'm obviously projecting that a little bit because that's how I feel I was like at that Galway yeah. game in, in 2015 I just don't think he was markable I don't think there was any way you could control him you know yeah well like if you look at his physique of Shane like Shane is probably about 6'4 maybe 6'5 like, you know and um, he's a huge guy like he's all there as well and um, he's he has he has he's the full package like for full forward I mean his, his vision his skill his strength and um, he has it all. Like I mean, a lot of a lot of lads inside would say, you know, you take Paul Kearns and the Manny's and these guys who who would have been very physically strong guys as well, and they were said hated marking him. Yeah, just hated marking him because he could do anything with the ball. Like he could just take it around and flick it over your head for no reason, but because he could, <laughs> like, you know. But like I think I think he I think he will. Like I think in years to come, he, you you look back at his performances, especially on the big day, like what he did in the sixteen final. Yeah, you know. And um, like all, all those things, you'll say, yeah, he, he's one of the most remarkable guys because he was a complete package, like you know, and because you know, like Shamey likes responsibility, he loves it, you know. He was he was captain of his club in 2011, and they won the county title. Shamey likes being, he mm. likes he likes getting responsibility. He he flourishes on it, and that's a sign of a great player. Shamey was captain last year. He was hurler of the year. Yeah, like that's that's that that that's that'll tell you. Like I mean, I I was captain before and. It just didn't suit me because I was more worried about what everyone else was doing rather than my own game. My own game suffered. But Shane, he was right. able to manage that so well and get his own game just spot on and make sure everybody else around him was, was tuned in as well. Like, you know, you had leaders all over, that, all over the field for that team. But like, Shane, Shane was the captain, you know, and, and they would look to him when the need was most. And, he, and, and for me, he always answered it. Another guy I feel like you talk about who's a 14 that's maybe unmarkable, who we, who we would have come up against a lot was Richie Power yeah. and I just thought like Richie like I don't think Kilkenny have replaced him like you know and yeah. I just thought and, and when did, again injury probably you know scuppered maybe a few years for him but I mean that guy when it, when it, like, when it mattered most I mean if he wasn't 100% he was one of very few people Mike Finley maybe in the same bracket that Brian Cody said I'm still going to play him mm. because he was just he was uh, he was a serious serious talent as well you know yeah, so, yeah. I showed in 2014, I suppose, when he was, you know, no hurling in him whatsoever, and he came back and obviously did the the business in the semi final and the two finals. But Shane, I really, really enjoyed uh, chatting to you. You might just uh, run through your team from one to fifteen there again. I will. All right. There's a great man called Paddy Finucan used to say, "On goal." <laughs> in goals, Brendan Cummins. Uh, number two, Carl Barrett. Number three, Paul Corn. Number four, Mickey Cal. Number five, Brendan Maher. Number six, Conor Mahoney. Number seven, Paddy Maher. Number eight, Tommy Dunn. Number nine, Noel McGrath. Number 10, Michael Cleary. Number 11, Lara Corbett. Number 12, Johnny Lahey. And number 13, Owen Kelly. Number 14, Shane McCallan. And number 15, Mickey Lynch. It's quite a team, that's, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, the, good... that's the team we're going with today. And all lads, the rest of you, you might get on for the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what kind of subs we use, depending on we'll how see, much We'll see which way the wind is blowing. I think that team will be winning by a good bit uh, in any game come the end of it. Um, Shane McGrath, thanks a million for giving us your tip, Rary, 15 for 30. 
Um, and I will, I will let you in that you're definitely, you're definitely in contention for a spot yourself, for sure. Yeah, sure. We'll I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the dang mother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens come Saturday. Thanks again, Shane. All right, Mike. All the best, Mike. Thanks.